Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. Don't you just love the presence of God? I tell you, there's healing in God's presence. As they hand out communion, you may be seated. Um, you know, I had this interesting picture during worship, and this is a very common thing for me in worship. You know, I'm just worshiping the Lord, and just as I had my hands up, you know, in my mind, it was like a highway to God. You know, I, I want um, my life, and I know you want your life to be unhindered an unhindered path to God. There's so many distractions in this life. And when we, when we, we have that one-way um, attitude, not wanting the distractions of this life to keep away communication with God, to, to keep away perspective with God, um, that His Word is first and foremost, then what happens to your life is you just become less distracted and you're more on target. I actually thought of a verse in, um, in Proverbs and it says, um, it says, guard your heart. This is Proverbs four. It says, guard your heart with all diligence for from it flow the spring of life. Just keep your heart with diligence, that unhindered highway. It says, put away deception from your mouth and keep your lips from perverse speech. Let your eyes look forward and fix your gaze straight ahead. That was the thought I had. Not looking to the left, not looking to the right, but Lord, you're faithful, you're good. And then it says, make a level path for your, for your feet and all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left, but turn your feet away from evil. Not to the right, not to the left, but Lord, I just want that highway to you this year, uh, that, that this year, 2024, would be a year where, you know, Lord, whatever comes my way, I don't want to be distracted. Um, as we prepare for communion, um, I want us to meditate on an Old Testament verse. Uh, and uh, that, uh, that verse presents to us two of the m most memorable images of divine forgiveness. And it's not found in the New Testament, but it's in the Old Testament. And interestingly, they're in the same exact verse, Micah 7, 19. And I'm going to read that verse in a second, um, and then we'll put it up in just a moment. But the first image is of God treading our iniquities underfoot. Isn't that beautiful? Like you're seeing your iniquity, God treading them underfoot. The Hebrew verb um, used for tread is also translated subdued. Your sins have been subdued. They've been treaded on. And uh, a, a good uh, analogy would be when the Israelites subdued the promised land. It's the same verb. Or, or when God told Adam, you are to subdue the land. You're to take control. And that's what God did. He, he treaded on, on, on our iniquities. So 
God tramples underfoot or he subdues our iniquities. He's victorious over them. They are under his feet. He's trampled on them. So if he's trampled on them, they're defeated. God is victorious. And then, of course, we are victorious in our forgiving Lord. The second image that we have in this verse is that of God hurling or casting all of our sins into the depths of the sea. Isn't that beautiful? In the Hebrew verb for depths, it's also found in Exodus 15, the song of the sea. It's when the Egyptian army, they sank like a stone to the depths of the sea. So our iniquities, like stones, they're hurled into the sea and they go down to the very bottom. They're cast into the sea of divine forgiveness. What a great message or image for us to hear, especially since we've just celebrated the birth, birth of our Savior and for Christmas. He took all of our sins into the depths of the sea of his love and he trampled them underfoot that we might be victorious and forgiven in him. And here's the verse. Micah seven nineteen says, he will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot and he will cast all of our sins into the depths of the sea. Isn't that beautiful? And what a great picture of what Christ did to our sins, that they're washed away. And that's what we remember when we take communion this morning. I know you have the elements in hand right now. Communion is about remembrance. In other words, here's what it means. Be careful not to forget. So we're here this morning to recall the events of the birth and the life and the resurrection and our salvation. Ephesians 2, 12 is a verse I love because it says, Remember that you at that time were separated from Christ. When you become ungrateful in your life and when things hit you, just imagine a life that um, when you were separated or if there wasn't the possibility to be forgiven. Separated from Christ, alienated. We have no hope without God in the world, but now in Christ Jesus, uh, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So we look back to the cross, reminding of the Lord's sacrifice, reminding ourselves of that. We look within with humility and we ask for forgiveness. We look around because we're one body. No man is an island. We need each other. That's the body of Christ. And then we look ahead until he comes. We look to the future. Revelations 21.4, beautiful. It says that he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. That's what we get to look, to look forward to. So I'm going to read the scripture right now. And as we take the elements, um, Taylor, if you'll bring me uh, that little stand right there and uh, get some elements for me. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. Now you got to get some for yourself. I think I stole yours. Is stealing allowed? No. Okay. First Corinthians 11, 24, 25 says, As when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread. Thank you, Father. 
Lord, we just thank you for what you've done for us. Suffering so much pain and and dying for us, Lord, the worst death possible because you loved us. We thank you for coming into this world, Lord, and God, we thank you for sending your son. What a cost. What a cost for, for the freedom that you've given us. We thank you for it. And we remember, we choose to remember together, Lord, now as a body. Verse 25 says, in the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's take that. Lord, let us live a life of power that comes from your blood, Lord, that washes and cleanses us and brings us freedom. Help us, Lord, not to be entangled into the things of this life, Lord, but help us to fully walk around, Lord, knowing that we're covered by your blood, that your blood cleanses us from sin, it heals, it renews, it transforms. We thank you for it, for it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.